Hello and welcome to Spiritual Shit, your guide to the down and dirty of modern spirituality. This podcast is a place for people wanting to discover more about spirituality, where we can get weird about ghosts, mediumship, aliens, psychics, religion, new age, awakening, ascension, starseeds, channeling, holistic health, philosophy, and even dating. Some shows will be just me rambling about my mystical experiences and discoveries, while other shows will have guests to open up new perspectives and views. I hope you'll join me on this journey as we discuss and open up what spirituality in today's modern world really looks like. Remember to like and subscribe to never miss an episode and hit me up at thelovelyleah.com or at thelovelyleah on Instagram so we can connect. Become a Patreon supporter to get access to behind the scenes of our guests, freebies, early access to new episodes, discounts on merch, and more. Hello and welcome to another week of spiritual shit, my lovelies. It is so wonderful to have you here. It's been an amazing week full of lessons for me. And for those of you who have signed up on Patreon and are listening to my solo episodes that are now on Thursdays, you got a earful about what we're talking on about fear and dealing with fear and what that looks like. And I think this week I'm moving more into just some level of acceptance and what acceptance means. And some of you guys know that means we're going to be talking about surrender uh, on one level or another. And so um, uh, if you are interested in hearing more of my solo episodes, go to patreon.com slash the lovely Aaliyah and become a member of any tier. Um, we have Kyle Gray coming on today and I'm so excited for you to hear this episode because we have such a good ass time. <laughs> I don't think I have laughed that much on an episode before, but he must be a brother from another mother or something. Cause we just had so much fun and we're talking about angels and mediums and all kinds of fun stuff today. So stay tuned for that. I'm going to get through a bunch of announcements for you guys for this week. And so, um, this is the last week to get our workshops six in one bundle. It's about awakening, intuition, spirit guides, dreams, card readings, and turning a spiritual passion into a business. It is almost 10 hours of content with lots of questions answered and loads of tips. If that is something you're interested in, go over to spiritualshitschool.com and get it for $111 for six workshops, which is quite a deal. Next, you guys know that I have a course called Manifest Them at manifestthem.com that I have developed with Sharon Eskandani, and we are going to have a sale for Valentine's Day. And so if you've been thinking about what it means to open yourself up to love and manifesting that partner that you would like to call into your life, go check it out at manifestthem.com. It's going to be $100 off from the 11th through the 14th. So if, if you've been thinking about getting it, now's the time to do so. And over at Patreon, next month's workshop is going to be February 6th at 10 CST. And we are talking about how to approach healing uh, differently. Um, like essentially we're talking about trauma, but looking at wounding from a different perspective and how to heal that spiritually and practically. So if you are a $10 member, you can be a part of that workshop and we will announce um all of the details the day before. So you'll be able to sign up for that. And then mystery school has been going so well. I'm so excited about the amazing people that we've got in that group and how they are starting to expand in their gifts and get confidence and their passions and in their abilities. It has been so cool 
And we've only had it open for a couple months just to see everybody develop their gifts. And then other people who maybe don't feel as confident in their gifts get to watch other people rise to the occasion. And that gives them confidence. And it's just kind of a ripple effect. And it's been so beautiful to watch. Um, I'm going to open that up in uh, a month or so here. So if you'd like to be on the wait list, definitely go to my website at thelovelylia.com and uh, send me a contact form uh, with Mystery School in the subject line. And so I'll just put you put you there for that. Uh, what else? Again, if you would like to hear solo episodes, go over to patreon.com slash thelovelylia and become a member of any tier. And you can be a part of just what I got to say over there. So anyway, I'm super excited for today's episode. We have so much fun. And then also, if you would like to see the rest of this episode, what am I going to say? Go over to patreon.com slash And if you are already a Patreon member, I just want to give you a special shout out and say thank you so much for contributing towards my work and what I'm doing and really just helping me be able to do this for a job. I'm so thankful that I have just the ability to be able to sit down with amazing, incredible practitioners and spiritualists and, and other people who have a lot of really interesting knowledge and bring it to the masses. And I just, I feel really honored by that. And so you guys who are contributing over on that platform are helping me be able to do this full time. And I'm just super, super thankful for each and every one of you and each and every one of you who listen to the show and share it with someone you love. It is, it's really game changing y'all and for my life and for for everyone else who writes into me and tells me that it's changing theirs as well so thank you just a heartfelt fucking thank you <laughs> okay all right well let's get into this week's episode right now kyle gray is a spiritual teacher with a difference with his down-to-earth approach and hip style this modern spiritual guide brings an authentic and accessible approach to spirituality and living a high vibrational life After being temporarily paralyzed as a child, his experiences with the spirit world emerged when his grand passed away and paid him a visit before he knew she had crossed over. With a family that saw and encouraged his gifts, he began reading cards and became the boy who sees angels in his small town in Scotland. Fast forward, Kyle has signed his first book deal with Hay House in 2011 and since has written eight books and co-created five oracle decks that are centered around helping you connect with your angels and the divine. Kyle's an international speaker and his book Raise Your Vibration has sold over 100,000 copies worldwide and his reference book Angel Numbers has hit the Wall Street Journal's bestseller list. Kyle is deeply knowledgeable in a number of spiritual topics and is particularly known for his abilities in angel communication and crystal therapy. His trainings both in angel card reading and crystal therapy provide a high standard of intuition in guiding others to harness their gifts and facilitate spaces of healing and harmony for those they work with. Kyle has always felt deeply called to the power of sound and chanting, and in 2020, he made the conscious choice to begin weaving the energy of sound healing and chanting into every facet of his work. During live gatherings, you can expect to be held in sacred sound space to enter deep states of relaxation and heal wounds through ceremony. He's the hottest name in spirituality, according to Soul and Spirit magazine, so please welcome Kyle Gray to the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Spiritual Shit. I'm your host, Aliyah Lovely, and today we have the Kyle Gray, Oracle card reader, angel speaker, <laughs> speaks uh, writer, uh, author. I'm so excited to have you today. How you doing, man? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm pretty, pretty glad and excited to be here. Yeah. And, uh, winding up for the holidays. So that's exciting. <laughs> very, very nice. I'm loving your sweater, the A for angels. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have just a host of information around angels specifically. And what's really cool and how I even came to know your work was I was walking in a crystal store and I'm an Oracle card reader. And so I was like, mm, let me pick some cards or whatever. And your deck stood out to me. So like from across the room and they had like, I don't know, hundreds of decks sitting there or whatever. And I was like, I'm really, really drawn to this one. Um, so I took it home and I opened it up and I was so shocked to see the diversity in the mm-hmm. cards, first of all, because um, you don't see that a lot. And then to just the messages that came through on those particular Oracle cards were so just impactful, meaningful, emotional, you know, and like spot on. I love that in your uh, angel guide, you know, that you have here, I have right here. <laughs> uh, there's a card in there that says no. And like, <laughs> which I love because I was like, if people are asking for answers, I'll pull your deck and say, let's see if the no or yes card come up. Um, anyway, yeah. super, super wonderful. You're very talented and you have a really incredible story. Um, so I would first love and to hear, you know, first of all, how you got started in this. Like, I know that you started seeing angels at maybe four years old and, yeah. t- you know, talk to people about how you came to that space of acceptance. So yeah, I came to angels very early on. Um, it all kind of kicked off when I was about four and a half years old, uh, well, maybe four years old. I um, I had a virus when I was younger. It was called Guillain-Barr syndrome. Yeah. And um, I was paralyzed in a wheelchair and it's this virus that attacks the nervous system. And at the same time of me having this virus, my grandmother was also living with us in our family home. And she was in a wheelchair too. So we created this really strong bond through both being, um, you know, disabled and not able to do anything um, other than uh, what we could do if someone took us there. And so we built this really strong bond. And um, my health naturally started to progress. And I was able to learn to walk again about a year or so later. And at the same time, my grandmother's depleted. Mm. And I remember this one time, it was maybe a few uh, months on, waking up through the night, my grandmother had been moved to hospital and a neighbor was looking after me and my grandmother was sitting at the bottom of my bed and she flipped me on my belly, which is, and she tickled my back, which is like my thing. (laughs) And um, I remember just feeling so cherished and loved and the next morning I had, you know, went looking for my grandmother and it turns out she'd actually crossed over. Mm. And um, so that was my like initial opening. And I was from that moment perplexed because I couldn't really put my finger on it. You know, I was brought up in a loosely Christian household. I went to Sunday school every single week. So you learn about heaven as a place that you will go to, but you don't see anyone until you go there too. Mm -hmm. So I had already from that moment on had this big question of, you know, um, what happens to us after we die you know or if my grandmother had crossed over then why did i see her Mm -hmm. and so it followed me into my my kind of adolescence and childhood and my whole time of going through you know development i had this migraine headache which was an after effect of guillain-barr syndrome because it was like a neurological issue and um i also had the sensitivity where i could smell things 
more than normal mm-hmm. um you know and i could hear further and wider than the average person and it was because i learned to develop these ascent these senses in an acute way because i couldn't go from room to room wow you know and so um i also started to feel people's emotions and so if people were arguing in the next room i'd get angry if people mm. were crying i would cry it was just this kind of weird kid (laughs) and my parents were were a little bit confused because this one time my mom was a mobile hairdresser and she took me to work with her one day and um, I was petting this dog in the house and and chatting away to the dog as kids do but no one else could see the dog (laughs) it turns out I was speaking to a dog that had died 10 years earlier but that was the name of their pet and so everyone was like freaked out and so my parents took me to a doctor (laughs) and um the doctor's like oh take them off sugar and highly processed foods and all this stuff he's got he he maybe has early adhd and they're like that doesn't you know like yeah that doesn't make sense (laughs) he took me off like all the good stuff and the candy and and it turns out my my sensitivity heightened. Oh, <laughs> so they put me back on it. <laughs> but um, that was basically my life, my my whole like life until I got to my teenage years, and this TV show came on um, that changed my whole outlook on life, and it was called Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> and it, it it forced me to look at the world differently and it sent me down this magical path of crystals and healing and eventually i landed on angels and someone had introduced me to angel cards i was 14 years old and what amazed me the most when i learned about this was um you no matter who you are have an angel and it's beyond religion like that's always what fascinated me and i was having this kind of inner turmoil of um being i was i knew i was gay but i didn't know how to express it and i was in like a newborn christian sunday school church you know (laughs) and then um one day my church leader said to me kyle you know it's god or buffy you have to choose you know and i (laughs) buffy wins (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and so when I learned about angels, it, it, it sent me on a new journey and I, I got interested. I got angel cards I was, and I started to develop a meditation practice. And the, the thing I learned from that moment was angels can help you, but they can't unless you ask. And so my first prayer was, if angels are real, um, thank you for healing this migraine headache because it was at this point 11 years old you know i've had this in my whole life and it it shifted very very quickly like within a few days it just kept easing and easing off and then it just stopped and it was like my personal miracle and so it sent me down this road of i know angels are real i've not seen one yet i've had experiences growing up but i couldn't really pinpoint them. And what I think the migraine was, was when I had that experience of my grandmother, I was wide open. And like, I walked my whole childhood with my, you know, my third eye was wide open. I was just like, psychically feeling the world and the the turmoil of it. Mm -hmm. And then when I finally connected to the angels, it was like that subsided because they could now 
protect me or help me. Yeah. Um, so fast forward a few months, I start learning how to read angel cards and I'm at a family friend's barbecue. Uh, it was summertime, obviously, and I was excited. My mom was like, bring your cards, you can practice on everyone. And there was this gay couple there who were excited about me coming and getting a card reading. They were like my mom's friends, best friend from work yeah. and his husband, <laughs> you know. And um, I did the first card reading and he was like, that was pretty good. And then the second one is the reading that just changed my life forever. I put the cards out on the table and I got him to place his hands on top. And I was like, just think about anything you'd like guidance on. And as he was doing so in, in my head and every psychic does this anyway, we're like, if you're there, come through, come through <laughs> clearly, bring in the answer, you know, and the weirdest thing happened i started to hear music and it was destiny's child survivor <laughs> and it was like playing so loud and i i was like can you hear that and and he was like hear what i'm like destiny's child survivor and he's like no and i just kept listening and 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 then i said in my head if there's an angel here thank you for revealing your presence and I opened my eyes and coming towards us both was this pinpoint of like golden light wow. and it turned into this like elongated pillar and it had these eyes like they were as dark as the midnight sky and they were like piercing through me they were like you know like looking into me I felt naked and I was stuck on the chair and I I heard this message tell this man he is the survivor and that was what i was to say so i'm saying i said there's an angel standing behind you and he's like what <laughs> telling me to tell you that you are a survivor and he said what do you mean i'm a survivor and i said what do you mean he's a survivor and then <laughs> then i heard uh, and then i had this kind of intuitive hit happen i just said it feels to me like you've tried to leave the earth and something's keeping you here oh and you know 15 year old has no idea what he's doing there, there was no um diplomacy <laughs> <laughs> it turns out i learned later on that this man had tried to take his own life several times and every time there was some sort of miraculous uh, saving that happened and he survived and um that was basically my introduction to the angels and he bolted you know he was like i I've had enough. This is too much. <laughs> but it, it seeded something in my mind. Like, if I keep doing this, maybe more and more things will happen. And I lived in a small town and so many people had heard about it. And so my, it was, we didn't have, even have iPhones then, you know, um, my mom's <laughs> how, house how phone. How old are you? I'm, I'm 33. Oh, 30, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm 37. So we're close. Yeah. 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 So there's like, you know, 16 years ago. Yeah. No. 16 years 18 years ago and um you know and so my mum's house phone keeps going every single day and they're like there's people saying is that is your son the boy that can see angels i'd like to have a, an appointment with them and so that kind of, of spread out but before i jump on i want to just say something the destiny's child survivor moment was is something i've reflected upon over the years and what i learned then was the angels were speaking to me in my language they were using popular culture to get the message across for me to then land on survivor 
Mm-hmm. So I always say to people, you know, your angels are going to speak to you and your music, your language. Yeah. It wouldn't make sense if they came through and sang Bette Midler, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like I don't know that song. <laughs> so that that basically was my introduction, and I I started to continually do this, and I'd practice on every single person. Every other time, I would start seeing these golden lights appear and have these very distinctive messages come through, mm-hmm. uh, and to the point where I developed it so much. By the time I was seventeen, I actually. Um, applied for a government-based funded grant to start my own business and that's when I started doing professional angel readings. So cool. So cool. I mean first of all it's super neat that you were able to do that so young and that you were in a household that that cultivated that that was like encouraging of whatever that was because I'm I know for myself when that stuff started happening to me um, you don't know me, but like I have medium stuff happen and things like that. Very similarly, I had the headaches when I was little. Uh, I, there are a lot of parallels in our story, um, but that was not okay because I was a very strict Christian uh, raised, and it was like, mm. huh? But you were a strict Christian. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like we were like it was very very strict. We were in church like three days a week, and um, mm-hmm. and I remember when I was four or five playing with my Legos and seeing an angel standing over me. Um, six foot feet, you know, tall and had like a Beatles haircut with a blue collar on. And I was like, you know, I tried not to move my eyes because I was like, I don't want it to go away, but I can see it. And there'd be instances like that, that would happen very often. But, you know, like you talk, tell your parents and they're like, okay, like your imaginary friend (laughs) kind of thing. And they would kind of write it off or there was no space for that kind of thing. So, um, talk to me. I love the story. You told a story on a show that I was listening to about, um, you getting this opportunity with this very right wing, uh, the sun, uh, newspaper. Yeah. 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 Like I would love for my listeners to hear that story. Cause you, this is a a big empowerment process of you owning your power in a circumstance that you didn't feel like was going to be an opportunity. Right. And this, this is, you know, uh, several years down the line. So I had started doing private sessions and readings. Um, and I, got to this point where it was just too much for a 17 year old kid mm. I was 19 at this point it was just too much and I decided I was going to take a year off spiritual shit <laughs> <laughs> and just like be a kid and I ended up going to college and I studied urban and mu- urban and electronic music production which was the name of the course and I ended up going on to learn how to DJ. I started entering entering DJ battles and I, at this point, had won the kind of national one and got a slot in all these clubs. And so like angels had kind of been packed Mm -hmm. and I got a normal nine to five job as an events director in a hotel during the week. And then I DJ all weekend, like, and it was a perfect life. I had like enough income at the time to have a nice car I did a little mini and <laughs> um and I got into every single club in the whole entire city because I knew everyone because I was being DJing so it was just yeah. like perfect um I was I still didn't drink though I was like completely sober like the sober DJ <laughs> and um I mean you were 19 so that would make sense oh you can drink at 18 <laughs> oh, here right. you're in Europe yeah. <laughs> yeah. so um when 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 I was 16 you could drink at a family meal at 16 oh. so you wow. could have like a pint of beer when you were 16 which uh-huh. is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um and anyway so I 
had this call one day, you know, and it was this woman, she said, hi, um, my name is so-and-so and I'm calling from the sun. Are you Kyle Gray, uh, the guy that can see angels? And I was like, oh no. I was like, I used to be, but mm. I'm, I don't do that anymore. I'm a DJ now. And they're like, no, no, we've heard that you are very, very good at doing. And I was like, mm, I'm not so sure about it. But I had also been going through some challenges in this workplace you know, because I was like a new kid on the block and I knew I knew how to like market via the internet and yeah. this was part of my thing. And I remember going to bed that night with a book about angels and just like refreshing my my energy. And I got to this chapter and I opened it up and it was called Feathers and a feather fell out. And anyway, so the next morning, this woman calls. Wait, wait, wait. You, uh, a feather fell out of a book that was about feathers. Right. Sorry. I know I'm jumping ahead. That's crazy. Getting... So the night that had happened the night before, this woman calls me the next morning, offering me an interview for a position in the Sun newspaper to become a columnist, like a psychic columnist. Mm. And the Sun in Scotland is like the biggest, you know, m like daily newspaper. And, you know, it's like 15 cents to buy it. And, yeah. you know, like the half a million people read it every day. And so... I was like, no, I'm sorry, I'm not interested. And they're like, you shouldn't give up this opportunity. This is a really big, this could change your life. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> um, so I, I said, give me your number, I'll have a think about it. I told my mom, she's like, you call that number back and you tell that, like you go. And um, so I decided to go for an inter, sorry, I'm skipping a really important part of the, the story. <laughs> I was reading the book about feathers and I open it up and it's number chapter number five and the feather falls out of it. I fall asleep. I wake up the next morning and when I go to get out of bed, there's this giant black man in my room. That's the part I missed, right? And he was an angel and he's yeah. like, he looks like Barack Obama, but <laughs> wearing like a knight's uniform. Oh, wow. The next morning. I couldn't shake that from my day. Then I get to work and this woman calls me and there's a reason why that happened. This woman calls me and offers me the position. I decide it's not for me, but then call back later to go for an, you know, an interview. And I go to the interview and she's taking the notes and this guy comes in and it's like the devil wears Prada, you know, he like comes in and he's like, okay, I've met a few of you spooky people today. What do you do? Do you read graves or bones or something? And I was like, no, sometimes I, I can just see angels and other spiritual things. And he's like, oh, I've heard it all now. Mm. And um, He said, well, hurry up then, do it. You know, like, wow. yeah, he was a dick. <laughs> He actually ended up becoming very critical to my career down the line. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, I I did it and I closed my eyes and said, if there's an angel here or any messages I can come through. And the woman who's taking the notes, I can see this black and white cat on her lap. Mm -hmm. And I, I said, there's this black and white cat, a spirit of a black and white cat that's on your lap. And it's so magic that it's just sitting around you. And she starts to cry. And he says, you've passed, you're through. And I was like, what do you mean? And she's like, my cat was called Magica and I just had her put down and he uh, had known about this. Mm. And so it kind of spooked them out. 
and they asked me to come in for a, 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 an interview the week later and they got five journalists to write a note and I was to take these notes home and then do a reading for each of them and I did the I looked at the letters and I had so much to say about them and except for one and I left it and I sent it in and a few hours later he sent me an email that said how the did you do it <laughs> and I was like how the f did I do what and he's like call me so I called him and I was like what's wrong is everything okay he's like how the f did you do that how did you effing do it and I was like do what and he's like you didn't reply to one letter and I was like I know I just didn't feel there was anything to say and he's like it was a fake letter I gave you a fake letter and you didn't oh, reply to no. <laughs> mic drop moment <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah he's like we're going to print this we're going to run this this is going to be in the newspaper on Tuesday I'm sending a photographer to your house tomorrow morning and it was oh. just overnight you know I was just the kid that was DJing in the clubs to Kyle Gray the angel whisperer in the Scottish Sun newspaper and it was it it was so it was not what I wanted to do but yet it also let me write about angels in a completely new way mm. and I was able to um do it in a really unedited way like they let me write about anything and they they fixed the English but they didn't change the body of the my content. work which was really cool because I I was so resistant because I was brought up to be you know I'm a lefty let's be honest and <laughs> it was really hard for me to give into that and um yeah I did it and when I got later down the line I realized that my guardian angel was this black man that showed up in my room and my angel's always been black like that's the first time I've seen him and that's how I I envision him and it wasn't that my work was to speak for anyone I believe my angel showed up as black for me to recognize the inclusion of all people mm. when it comes to this work and that's why when I had the first chance to create an oracle deck I was like I'm going to make this about everyone like no yeah. one's going to be forgotten about when it comes to this work mm -hmm. and and I think that was a really important message you know because I feel my work is for everyone but unless people know they're included how do they know right you know right that's so beautiful because we don't have uh, like just me going being an oracle card reader going through all the decks and being like wow this is really like one of my primary decks has not a single person of color in it and i was like i really need really? to like remake this what deck, deck is it? I, uh, what? it's um here i have it right here um <laughs> i will judge you <laughs> I'm joking. It's this one. We're not oh, going to say it out yeah. loud because we're not going to throw okay. shade, but um, I, know, I know that person. Okay. Yeah. So that was the first one I started working with. And I was like, man. Is there not one person of color in that? No. Deck? Wow. Not a single one. And I thought that was shocking because I was like, wow, like this is, it's, it, there's a lot of cards there. Um, you need to make your own then. I, this is what I want to do. <laughs> I've actually oh, talked to you. Um, we'll talk about that later, actually, off the interview, but, um, but yeah, this is something I definitely want to do and create my own deck. Um, you know, just, be, just because it's, it's super important one, but two, there's something you said, like, we don't typically in our Western culture visualize angels, like as, as any other color, except white. 
And I thought, you know what? I never thought of that. Like, that's something that like, when you, when you said that in one of your interviews, I was listening to, I was like, yeah, that's absolutely true. Like, that's something that, you know, for people who are trying to get away from regular religion and get right. to a place where they're like into actual openness of spirituality, there's a lot of people of color who just don't feel safe in those spaces because they're never really included. They don't see themselves there. And so right. thank you for, you know, allowing uh, space for those to feel seen and feel safe. Um, but like, okay, so I was, I'm so curious, how does it work for you? So when you do readings, cause you have the cards that you've channeled, I'm, I'm assuming, um, and gotten these messages from the angels themselves, did they each come to you? Did they give you the artwork? Do you see them, um, you know, like more like you, you sound like you see them very physically. Yeah. I, I sometimes see them like a full embodied being in the room, you know, and then sometimes I just see them as pillars of light, but it's always very, very visual. Mm -hmm. And when I meditate, it's like, I'm on a trip, you know, it's like bright and very colorful. It's always been very visual for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't do, I don't do readings anymore, but you know, for, I've probably done like 15,000 plus private sessions, you know, and, um, yeah, I would always see everything very physical, you know, explaining things as I saw it. It was just always so, so visual for me. And, um, but I think that's because I've been an, an amazingly imaginative being. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think a lot of people who are developing in spirituality really want to get to the visual part. Mm-hmm. And I actually asked the angels about that. Um, yeah, something because- I'm working on. So I would love to hear this. <laughs> Well, the angel said that the most ascended view is not through clairvoyance, but clairsentience, because mm-hmm. when we go back to the whole, that's all, that's how we exist anyway. So it's from the feeling mm. perception. Yeah. So the, the, the sentience, the feeling and the, the, or the cognizance, the knowing is what exists after the body um, mm-hmm. It's beyond vision. Um, so the, the, the vision is actually a very th- three dimensional yeah yeah that's that's really interesting because they're like for me when i was a kid i could see them uh very very much so physically embodied and then i had this really scary experience when i was 10 that i was like nope i'm shutting down my sight i'm not going to allow myself to see anything anymore um but i still work with uh my spirit guides angels you know whomever um i have a question about a particular uh angel if you will what's really funny what happened today actually Um, I was flipping through your gateway of light activation Oracle. I went to open it up and, and look and go, you know, like, let me check this out before I talk to him. And the card that fell out was the order of Melchizedek. Melchizedek. Yeah. What's really interesting is a few months back, I was, um, I I have a lot of like interaction through, through dreams. And so I was in this dream and I usually have these really two tall beans that come to me that are like beans of light of some sort. They're typically like a bluish color almost, but they're, you know, coming to talk to me and give me wisdom, whatever. And so, um, there was one, one night where it was so like, like, I mean, one of those extremely lucid dreams where, uh, this being came to me, very handsome, tall man, uh, comes always handsome, aren't they? with this kind of long or long grayish hair and and extends his hand and says hello i'm melchizedek whoa and i woke up and it was so like it was it was so like i can't explain it because the moment that i woke up it was almost still like i was in that in-between 
world, mm-hmm. like where they were still very physical and it started to dissipate as I started to come to. And it, and I was like, I have not heard Melchizedek like that name since I, I mean, maybe I've heard it maybe once, like when I was in Bible school or something like that, but never explored it since. I mean, I haven't, I think there, there's someone named Melchizedek in the alchemist and like maybe read over it at some point, but nothing I've like thought about in 10, 15 years. So to have it come through so, so sharp and for it to say Melchizedek, not Melchizedek, the way they pronounce it, um, I guess from the Bible, but anyway, I, w- I was so interested, like, who is this person? Who is this angel? How are they helping me? Whatever. So I started digging and like looking, and some people say that Melchizedek is Arch- Archangel Michael or in the same like the friends, or I don't know, like there's, there's all this stuff around it, but essentially that there was this order of like, this is someone who brings you to alignment or like your truest purpose. So then I'm sitting here this morning and I was like, I'm gonna ask Kyle about Melchizedek. And then that card falls out. So I was, I was like, okay, like Kyle, would you please tell me about Melchizedek? <laughs> the order of Melchizedek is like a congregation of, of like, infinite light beings who help you know what you're here for like that's really what they they do they are the initiators you know that's their their whole energy is about initiation so in the bible um you know abraham is initiated by melchizedek who then he goes on to become the founding father of the three main you know, religions of the world. So that's really what it is. And the funniest thing is, but that's not where they're about. Melchizedek energy isn't about creating religion. It's about creating pathways. Like that's what it's all about. So Mm -hmm. when you feel yourself being called to Melchizedek is because you are a wayshore and there is a road or a pathway that you can create that will create a very direct experience for people to know the divine personally and that's why um you'll feel called to that energy because you are you have a very individual unique road Hmm. to mastery and that's that's what it is wow and you are part of the order of melchizedek so before you were in this body and in this lifetime there was a part of you that was like there is a particular group of people that I can lead to mastery um, and I can do it in a very unique way. So what you're doing now is something that might be not always feel predestined or mapped out for you, but there was a there was an intention to do what you're doing. It might have not looked best when you're up there, but yeah, that's what that's That's crazy. So I I, I love I love uh, Oracle cards for that reason, because I feel like they give us such a true uh, way to reflect um, Mm -hmm. on our, on our lives. And, you know, like, I know that like when my, my mom was like, you're doing those, those cards, those, you know, demon cards. Yeah. I was going to say the devil cards (laughs) per se, but I didn't find out until after my grandmother had passed that my grandma also would read cards and stuff like that. And she would hang out with um, you know, people who are kind of into that thing. And I didn't find that out until after she died. And I was like, very interesting. Cause my grandmother is very much a spirit guide. So is there a differentiation between angels and spirit guides? I am, I'm really open to d- debate on this. Um, I, when I, when I came into the, the angel world, there was, um, a lot of teachers already in, in this domain and they all had very set ideas about how things are and i've changed them a lot to the Mm -hmm. point that it's pissed a few of them off (laughs) and um 
I think that humans can become angels and I think angels can become humans. Like that's my, my general feel. Um, I believe the real distinction between an angel and a human is simply one's had an ego and one doesn't. Uh And I've done readings for people where angels have appeared in the room and it turns out they were um, the, the souls of children that never got to fully live out their life. So miscarried child um, or stillborn children or uh, like young souls who never got to be them their full selves Mm. um, become angels because they're still so innocent and still so in the light Mm. Um, so what I will say is um, the biggest distinction that I felt when I tune into the energy of the angelic and the energy of spirit guides is the spirit guides as in the deceased souls have more of a humor and it's because they've got that direct experience of being human mm-hmm. and so like you know I can hear my grandmother's voice or cracking a joke or yeah being more in character whereas angels don't really I want to say don't have a personality that would be wrong but <laughs> you know a personality is a formation of the ego and, yeah. and angels are beyond that yeah know? It's a really interesting way to put it. And I haven't heard that like that before, uh, because I know that there is at least like, cause I'm a, I'm a channeler. And so I'll have, I'll have information that comes through that can seem so direct and so like untouched, you know, if that makes sense. Right. That's a good um, way of putting it. Yeah. It's, it's very like pure energy, you know? And then there are other people that come in that like, like you said, crack jokes. I have some very sassy spirit guides that come in and they say some things that I'm like, right, right. Ah, I can't say that to that person like that. <laughs> My grandmother would be like, he needs to do something about those shoes, you know, like. Because <laughs> <laughs> aren't you like a sneakerhead? Yeah. yeah. There you go. Oh, I say I'm a sneakerhead, but I'm not joking. I moved to the country last year and I literally walk around in barefoot shoes all the time now. <laughs> Where do you live now? So I live just in the outside of Glasgow. It's a place called okay. Bear's Den. There's then very cool. All right. So let's talk about like, um, how to connect and speak with our angels. Cause I know that that's something really important to our listeners. Um, you mentioned mm-hmm. in an interview that like, in order to, to speak to angels, typically we tend to talk to them in the future. Like, well, I hope that you'll do this or please help me with this or those kinds of things. But you have a tip, uh, more so about saying that, like you talk to them in the present and thanking right. angels for reminding them. I'm reminding us of their presence. Can you talk more about that? Yeah, so there's this thing where whenever we hit a wall or when something goes wrong, that's usually when we want help. And that's usually when we drop into, you know, prayer or uh, asking for support. And the reason that can um, be challenging for us to receive support is we've, we've never asked for it before. And so, you know, it's like, people go like, I tried meditation once and it didn't work. I'm like, well, did you try painting once and it didn't work? Or did you keep <laughs> going and go, you know, like go for sax lessons. You can't just nail it. You can't yeah. be <laughs> on the first lesson, you know? So, uh, yeah. So when, when it comes to the angels, I've found that there's a, there's a way of getting through that mm. and it's saying things as if they've already happened. And that can feel really confronting for so many people because all of us are, are, are challenged by worthiness, you know, yeah. and it can feel 
somewhat um, presumptuous to be like, thank you angels for this as if it's already happened. And yet there's a part of you that feels unworthiness. Mm. So before I tell you how to do it, just know this, that when it comes to asking for help, your receiving is not the deprivation of someone else's receiving. Mm. And I, th I think so many of us go, I want to ask for this or that, but I also wouldn't want someone else in the world to do without. Yeah. Yeah, that's a very important point. Now, we're speaking about in the re receiving of support and, you know, and that's across the board. I think that when we start to bring into our prayers the certain physical things, then we need to check in with it because sometimes we can ask out of privilege. We can mm -hmm. ask out of expectation uh, and, and we can ask in a way where it's our ego that's needing something rather than our soul right so the biggest shift i noticed is i started saying thank you angels for this and thank you angels for that and it it, it shifted things for me so if i was in a a challenging situation you know and i wasn't sure how to navigate it i would be like angels please give me the answer of this is the right thing for me or not and, and that was the way it would, would go. But then I realized I can be like, thank you, angels, for bringing to my awareness the knowing if this is right. You know, and that was just a, an instant shift. Mm. And as I started to do that, things changed. And so I'd be like, in the morning, I'd be like, thank you, angels, for shining your light upon my day. It feels so good to know you are with me and constantly guiding me hmm. and I started to say like thank you and I even said thank you for specific things like healing or and it always happened hmm. and that's that, that's how we can get past it because it helps to step into worthiness mm -hmm. um, the other thing I'll say is it's always best to ask for what you need rather than what you want mm -hmm. because often we'll ask the angels for a very specific thing and then we don't get it and if we ask for a very specific thing and we don't get it, it's because they know that that's not going to serve us. Mm. Like, Angels, thank you for this job in this position. And then you take the job in that position and it's the heaviest weight and burden you've ever carried in your life. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I just started to ask in general, thank you, angels, for revealing to me what I need to know. I am willing to listen. That was my, my, my daily prayer. Um, and then thank you, angels, for reminding me of your presence. It feels so good to know you are here. Hmm. And those are my two prayers I go to every single day. And I've noticed that when people want to connect with angels, they want a sign. So like angels, give me a sign. And then if the sign shows up, they're like, what does that sign mean? Give me Is a sign of your sign. <laughs> Right. So I always say this, if you say thank you angels for reminding me of your presence and you see a sign, the sign is the sign. <laughs> <laughs> the general meaning of the sign is you are on the right path. You are not alone and help is available to you. Like that's the three parts to it. Is that how you feel about angel numbers? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Like any, it doesn't matter what number you get, even though I've wrote a whole book, you know, deciphering a thousand meanings of numbers, the the general message is you are not alone. You're on the right path and, and help is available to you. And it's not always the sign that's the magic, it's the moment in the sign. Mm -hmm. Because 
in that moment there's no separateness between you and the universe you are infinitely one yeah you know and so i call that the download moment whereas people are too busy like snapping a photo look at my sign it's so amazing <laughs> like, close your eyes open your hands and say what do i need to know because you are mm. linked with the universe right now that's i that is such beautiful advice like i get that 111 11 11 like it's my job <laughs> it's everywhere all the time and at <clears> some <throat> point i have some you know clients and stuff that are like what does it mean and i'm like you know, don't try to figure out what it means. Like, what do you feel when you're seeing that or what's the moment or take a time, you know, it's a, just a, it's like a little snapshot of somebody giving you a nod or a, a bump of like, Hey, what's up? I'm here. Like, I like that, you. <laughs> I am. Um, 11, 11 is my favorite just because of what it, what it is, you mm -hmm. know, People didn't realize, but when you see 1111, it's, it's one, 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 one. It's the universe calling you into oneness. Mm. It's, it's remind, like the other person is you and yeah. you are them, you know? Yeah. So that's what it is. And, um, you know, everyone said it from Bob Marley to the Buddha for a long time. It means something, you know, we are yeah. all one. Yeah, that's really beautiful. I love that. So for yourself, like when you're in this, this place of, of recognizing this kind of entity or other spirit, or, you know, like you're interacting with some type of consciousness, like, what do you think is in your opinion, like the, the favorite thing that we can glean from these experiences with these entities? Like, I know for a lot of people, they feel like, um, you know, well, what's the point? Like, what's the point of talking to these angels? Like what's, what's the point of the angel number is like, yeah, we feel support, but like, I think, humanly we're always looking for like a, yeah. some kind of concrete answer so for but, you what's your favorite thing about this interaction that you have with this consciousness so the the, the thing i've noticed every time i've i've had an encounter with an angel or felt the presence of the angelic because it feels more like a force to me now you know mm -hmm. is that it's a reflective presence and as much as we have this sheer amazement of this divine energy it's reflecting that back to us. So we're like, oh my goodness, there's an angel. And yet the angel's like, oh my goodness, there's Alia, you know? <laughs> and so like they are seeing the light of, I'm going to say God, the universe in your core. And mm -hmm. that's their purpose is to reflect back to you the, the divinity that you are. And so when we develop a personal relationship with an angel, a divine being sense of consciousness it's it's to have a direct experience of the divine which is our inheritance mm. and for millennia we've been giving that power to our elders we've been giving it to you know our pastors our ministers our priests whatever but the truth is you are deserving of a divine experience because that is who you are and the angels reflect it back to you. So just having them in your space, it, it actually encourages you to be a more authentic, devoted, um, uh, in alignment being. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. That's really nice. Yeah. What about for angels? Like I've heard that angels specifically don't have free will. And I don't know if that's true or not, but like they say that angels don't have free will, but that they, they can't, they can only help you if you ask, like, like vampires, you can't invite, they can't come in unless you ask. 
Right. So the, the I was just I actually just asked that question. Do you have a free will? And I heard yes, but no. <laughs> <laughs> so angels angels can decide to help us. Like that is that is true. And I don't think there's like a a chain of command as such. It's more they're they're more in alignment with divine order. Is this mm-hmm. going to change the order of things? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's the feeling I get. Angels can enter interweave into our lives it's called moments of grace as i describe them and it's like life or death situations um or uh, something that's going to change the course of event of the world or the way things are supposed to be Mm. um people always get annoyed at me when i have this conversation because angels save certain people and they don't save everyone and people get like i don't know if i believe in angels then because that makes me mad like why do they only save certain people and I find that hard too. And the truth is, the reason is angels don't believe in death like this. Hmm. Expand on that. Like angels don't see death as the end. They see it as a beginning. It's a, it's a coming home. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, they, even though they understand and they, they are compassionate towards us going through loss and experiencing grief, they don't see it as as a bad thing happening because you're returning to source Hmm. and so people get annoyed at me going like only only certain people are saved and you know i've had loss this year and i've experienced family illness and it's such a hard thing being a human being you know yeah and yet um the angels the angels don't see that as a bad thing because we're returning we're returning Mm -hmm. to the place we've never left how cool is that yeah so what like in your opinion what is the reason that they do end up saving people then so that's what i was going to go back so i call them moments of grace and that's when your soul sends out an sos for you so your human psyche can't so the soul does it for you and often certain people are saved because there's something that needs to happen that's going to put everything else in alignment with Mm. what's going forward Mm. so that's that's usually it and that can make certain people seem more special than than others, but it's not about that at all. It's just more the way everything's been set out and the order of things. Yeah. And I don't think anything's been predestined, but more I think in our own human life, all of us have got windows of when we can stay longer or when we can leave. Mm-hmm. Like me having Guillain-Barre syndrome and, you know, be I was basically on death's door at one point, and yet there was something that, led me to staying a little bit longer and yet i i think um all of us in our lives have these certain windows where that can happen yeah you know i think i i probably was on the door this year you know i had covid twice and the second time was the worst and really yeah it's really you just you know and that's the other thing there's no high vibing out of being human yeah (laughs) thank you <laughs> it's it gets on my nerves like um i i almost say like kind of like people like not, not to offend anybody but like the high vibe ideas of like you have to be high vibrational and don't think like don't think negative thoughts and, and i'm like you are all bypassing we have this human experience we are supposed to experience pain loss like you know all these things they're not comfortable but they are typically the trauma that you experience end up making you extremely gifted right right so, 
it's, you know, part and par for the course, I guess. Like you come in with these contracts and that's, you know, that's what you do. So what are ways in which angels, if someone has never experienced anything with angels and they would like to, um, what are some of the very common signs that come up? Well, you mentioned feathered earlier and some, somebody might listening to this might be like, what's, you know, what's the big deal with a feather? Right. So feathers of any color, if they show up in a random place that is inexplainable, then there's generally a sign um, from the angels, kind of like their business card. Mm-hmm. And there's a, a whole, um, but great, I'm in your space, like to talk about this, there's this whole idea that white feathers are good and black feathers are bad. That uh, is yeah. So, yeah. so wrong. Black feathers are just as valuable as a white feather. One is not better than the other. Yeah. And often when you get a feather that's different from the norm, it's the message, it's okay to be different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> any feather of any color showing up in a random space is a, a, a great way of angels letting you know they're there. Certain birds of prey, um, seeing birds of prey can indicate seeing from a an eagle-eyed view or a, a hawk's eye view of mm. what perspective so birds of prey um my favorite sign is a i've got two i've got they're on my christmas tree i've got robins and and foxes Foxes. they're my they're my two favorite so any animal you can also assign a sign you can like angels i would like my sign to be uh this and then you'll start seeing them yeah mine's butterflies yeah, right. Butterflies. Butterflies all the time. There was one time I was sitting down and I was giving a reading to someone and I was in the middle of, uh, you know, talking to her, to a spear guy or somebody. And, and I turned around just like this. And then when I came back, there was a feather sitting on the card and, and it spooked me a little bit. Cause I was like, we don't, I don't have any pillows that are like goose feather, you know, anything like that. And, and I didn't see it fall from anywhere. I was literally looking at the cards and then I turn away and I come back and there's a feather sitting on it. And I was like, oh, there is an angel here. Yep. <laughs> I got like super excited about it. Um, but I, I was hearing uh, someone, I don't remember where I heard it from. And maybe this was, I can't remember where it came from, but they were saying how angels actually are very scary looking. Um, the thing that you mentioned earlier, where you said golden light with eyes dark as night, I was like, that would, you know, appear scary. Have you had any experiences where you felt, you know, a little bit spooked by what you saw? I've never been spooked by an angel. And I'll tell you why, because there's a download that happens when they come in, mm-hmm. where they are so embodied with unconditional love that you can't not feel the love mm. um, but but their presence can be ferocious mm-hmm. you know um i find it interesting and i've studied mega like spiritual texts and i've done a deep dive on the bible and, and like the old version of the bible they were called the burning ones because yeah. they looked like they were on fire uh-huh. and that's quite ferocious you know? <laughs> it can be ferocious but the angels will always make you feel at ease because there's an unconditional love there um, and that's the other thing I was going to say, when you know an angel speaking to you, it's down to how you feel. Mm-hmm. If you feel, even if you're like being carjacked and you hear a voice and, and you feel calm and it's, you're in a crazy, you know, momentous situation that's like going out of control. When the angels speak, you will feel calm. You'll feel centered. Like there's something will get you through the hard part. Mm. And that's how you know an angel's there. Whereas 
if the voice of your ego or fear speaking, it's it's kind of like, if you don't do this now, something's bad's going to happen to yeah. you. You know, it, it, it tries to warn you and it uses time against you, whereas the angels are constantly in trust of what's unfolding. Hmm. So how does someone different differentiate between an angel speaking to them and like a past, you know, loved one or something? I get a lot of like hellos kind of in between dream state when I'm waking up, I hear hello or something to wake me up, which typically right. scares me just because it's nighttime. And I'm like, is somebody in our house? Um, <laughs> but there's this kind of mode, but then I don't hear anything else. So, so funny. you know, when I, when I hear a noise in my house at night, I'm like, if you were dead, would you like to die again? <laughs> <laughs> No, <laughs> so wrong. no i i genuinely um i hear things but it's it's never scary for me anymore and i think that's just maybe i've been doing it so long that it's just yeah. like a muscle thing yeah um i feel safe you know when the angels are there and you'll if you feel unsafe it's your own imagination taking things i I do have one one (laughs) last question um is there's very much this kind of saying that's like as above so below so if there are angels are there also demons oh beautiful question uh no i don't believe in demons um per se but things can be what i call demonic Mm -hmm. so um, when I, I, I was going, I was going to write this blog, but I don't write blogs. Um, I was going to write, I didn't believe in demons until I got COVID, um, because <laughs> it felt demonic. It was like a, 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 sh- a quest of the underworld. I was like really in darkness. Mm. And when I say darkness, I don't mean badness. I just mean sheer uncertainty. Yeah. And that was, that was terrifying. I believe that there are thought forms that we can describe as demonic, but it's more man-made. So like you go to an environment where someone was abusive or abused their power or, you know, um, done something that was harmful or hurtful to other people. There's a negative energy in that space and it can be held and contained. And for the human psyche to understand energy, sometimes we give it an identity. Mm-hmm. that's what I feel like a demon yeah um so that's that's really it um and that I always say there's a difference between a spirit and a ghost the spirit has returned to love and a ghost is actually the memory of someone's negative personality mm. so when we go to a house and they're like oh it feels haunted in here. It is probably haunted, but it's not actually a spirit. It's the memory of someone's negative personality. Got it. I like that. I like that yeah. actually a lot because. I should deal with it differently. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like they're very much. I'm really sensitive to energy in spaces. And so I, mm-hmm. I can go in places and go, hmm, like I can feel like residual energy that's been there. Um, but then when I start feeling like someone is communicating with me there, there's this moment of like, you know, cause my spiritual, my, uh, Christian background is like, <gasps> is a demon talking to me, <laughs> yeah. but trying to like dismay that and come into a place of understanding that fear is the, the, the supreme blocker of being able to really connect to that love that I think, and protection that we know is around us. So 
Um, so Kyle, we could talk all day. And in fact, we're going to talk a little bit longer on Patreon. So guys, if you want to hear the rest of this interview, go to patreon.com slash the lovely Aaliyah to hear Kyle, maybe give me a reading. We'll see if we can coax them into doing that. <laughs> um, but, uh, if there is anything, do you have any lasting thoughts for our audience? Uh, oh, yeah. angels, there was the one thing you asked, you said, how do they know the difference between a loved one and an angel? Mm-hmm. I obviously tune into the smell. So like, how does things smell here? And if you can smell uh. a loved one, because every loved one has a distinctive smell. Mine's is Layla Bow, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> everyone has a distinctive smell. And if you, you just tune into your smell and you'll usually, and if it's, if it smells like something you've never smelled before, but floral or, you know, sweet, then it's usually an angel. Ah, nice. I didn't know that. Very cool. All right. Well, can you tell people where they can find you? Get me on Instagram at Kyle Gray UK. <laughs> all of his stuff and from through hay house or anywhere oracle cards and books are sold kyle thank you so much for your time we're so honored for you to be on this podcast guys if you like this episode please send it to someone you love and we will see you in the next one hope you enjoyed this episode. Please share it with someone you love. And if you're interested in becoming a client for energy coaching or card readings, find me at thelovelyalia.com to read more about what I do and to book your own session. And don't forget to add me on the lovely Leah on Instagram for daily content and inspiration and hang out with me on Patreon. As always, thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.